0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. Noni is short for anonymous because that is where I share my deepest, darkest secret. I share the ins and outs, ups and downs, the successes and failures and successes again and failures again of my never ending deslobification process. As I figure out what works To keep my own home under control, I share cleaning and organizing strategies that work for real people in real life who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is podcast number 79. Uh, 1979 was the year I went to kindergarten. Um, And it was the year when, random story, but it was the year I remember when we did calendar at kindergarten finding out that the year was 1979 and being so shocked because I had many times set my, um, play, meaning, you know, when I would do play different situations or whatever, I would often start out saying back in 1979, I guess, because I'd heard that year. And then, so I was really shocked to find out I was actually living in 1979 at the time. Anyway. Um, so we're talking about time passage awareness disorder, which that story basically has nothing to do with that, but let's pretend like it does. Um, time passage awareness disorder. I call this TPAD. It is a totally made up disorder, totally made up by me, um, to describe this crazy phenomenon that happens that, um, I think has a lot to do with my cleaning and organizing housekeeping struggles. Um, yeah, I have TPAD, and it turns out A lot of you have it too, I have been told by you. So I'm going to talk about that. uh, But before I do, I'm going to answer a few questions that have been sent to me. I'm so thankful to those of you who've been sending podcast ideas and um, questions for me to answer. And so I thought I would answer a couple of those. Unfortunately, I'm not going to answer them (laughs) very well um, because they're kind of things that I keep getting asked over and over and I have thought I don't want to answer that. And then I realized, okay, let me just answer them and get them over with so people will understand. So number one is um, how do you keep your car clean? Yeah, I got nothing on that. I'm sorry. I am not the person to ask and I shall never, well, never say never, but wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to say never, Um, I shall never write a post telling people how to keep their car perfect all the time. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happens. It just does. Things end up in there, and it gets crazy, and it's embarrassing, and yeah, I got nothing. So anyway, sorry about that. I have nothing for you, and I am terribly sorry for your struggle, and I totally understand your struggle, and I have not figured it out. Okay. Um, the second question is, um, I am asked a lot, I would say over the last six months maybe, if I have read the book by Marie Kondo, uh, the life chat. Yeah. The life changing magic of tidying up, I believe is the title. Um, but people are using the word Kondo as, which is her last name. It's spelled with a K, um, as a like verb, it seems like people are condoizing their closet and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, I have been asked many times if I have read this book and, um, I have thought, you know what? I just need to tell people and explain. Um, no, I have not read the book, and here's the reason. And it's not a reason for you to not read the book. So I'm going to totally link to it in my um, my Amazon link affiliate link, of course, in the show notes for this podcast number seventy nine. Um, but here's my reason why I haven't read it. Um, I just read a book, and my book talks about decluttering and basic home management and you know, slob vision and all that kind of stuff that you know about if you listen to my podcast. Um, and I just don't want to accidentally like take an idea. I, you know what I mean? Like I, so it has nothing to do with thinking there's anything wrong with it. I think it's probably great because there's lots of people who love it. So, um, anyway, and I also, you know, the other thing too, and this is what kind of brought me about bringing this up today is the other thing is, um, I don't want to read it and go, yes, that's my idea too. And then feel like I can't say my idea because it's the same. And here's what happened this morning, or it may have happened some other time. And I didn't, I didn't read it till this morning, but over on Facebook, if you're a fan there, great. We have a good time. Um, there are now over 145,000 people, um, on that Facebook page, which is just a little bit crazy, but so anyway, I had posted, I post some, you know, some older posts that, um, you know, are, are the content that just kind of basically covers a lot of the the real basic things so that when new people come through on Facebook, you know, those are the kinds of things that they're going to land on and they're going to get what it is that we do here and go and know whether or not it's for them. Um, so there's a post that I wrote and I think I have a podcast on it as well, um, the way I used to I forget what it's called, but it's basically, oh, my changing value of stuff or something like that. Anyway, and it's basically about when um I got my new recliners and I needed to get rid of my love seat. And my best friend was shopping with me, um, looking for the recliners, and she was looking at a love seat. She was like, I just need a love seat for such and such room. And I was like, take mine. And So she did. And so, like, she came to my house and helped me put the recliners together and she hauled off that love seat immediately. And it made me realize okay, in the past, I have looked at stuff like that and thought, hmm, I wonder if somebody would pay me $50 for that love seat Um, or even 20 bucks or whatever. You know, wouldn't that be great if I could do that? Hmm, I need to get that put up in a Facebook group, or I need to get that, you know, put up in whatever. Um, And I realized, because I did have that moment after I said, hey, take my love seat. I did have that moment of, oh, what if I could have gotten a little money for that? Um, That's my best friend. And so I don't care. But, but it helped me kind of think through how I have changed what I value, meaning I value having that out of my house, quickly and easily and immediately, which is kind of the same as quickly, but anyway, immediately getting it out of my house, I value that more than the $50 I might get for it. And let's be honest, most people don't want just a love seat. They want couches and things. I have been to many garage sales where a love seat was, you know, sitting there at the end of the day, and they couldn't even give it away. You know, I mean, so The reality is I do know it would be harder to get $50 for it than it initially sounds like. And the other reality is I know it would probably sit in my house and there is not room. Once I put those recliners in, there was not room in my house for that love seat. There was no space for it. And so it helped me see how far I've come and how my value of things is different instead of valuing the $50 I might get for that. I value the ease of getting rid of it immediately to someone who I know wants it. Um, I value the space and the, and not having my house be in chaos while we're walking around a um, love seat for two weeks or four months or a year while I'm going, yeah, I need to get rid of that, you know, whatever. Because if I, if I tried to sell it, and it didn't sell, then it would sit there and I'd have to get somebody to come pick it up. But you know, it's just hassle. Basically valuing a lack of stuff over the money I could get through. Anyway, not wanting hassle. That's basically what it comes down to. So anyway, so I posted that and, um, somebody had put a comment and it might be one of you. And so here's the other thing too, about comments and Facebook that I've realized is um I don't know the whole story. I don't know the entire story of some that somebody that makes somebody leave a certain comment. You know, a lot of times people put a five word comment and depending on my mood, I could look at it and be offended or feel like it's a compliment or yeah, I mean it it just I don't know the mood and the motive of the person who wrote it and I, you know, it kind of depends on my mood when I read it of how I react to that. But, um, and I, I I think what I'm trying to say is in general, I, I, well, no, I, I choose to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, they probably didn't mean this negatively. And this comment, not especially, no, this wasn't negative, but well, maybe, I don't know. Anyway. So here was this post that I wrote long before I'd ever heard of, you know, life-changing magic of tidying up, which is the name of the book. And I think it's like a Japanese concept or something is my understanding, but I actually don't know. Um, so anyway, um, I, this post, you know, from long, long, long time ago, the comment was, it looks like you have read or are doing whatever, you know, Marie Kondo. And then it had a frowny face. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means somebody doesn't like Marie Kondo. I don't know if it means somebody loves Marie Kondo and they think I'm copying Marie Kondo, but here, here's the thing. There are universal truths. Okay. There are a lot of different ways to do things, but there are also things that are just true. I mean, Not stubbing your toe on a love seat that has no place to be in your home, and so it sits in the middle of your living room for months on end. Not stubbing your toe is nice. It's nice for me here in Texas. It's nice for Marie Kondo in Japan. It's Marais. It's Marais. What? It's nice for people in Australia. Not stubbing your toe is a universal truth. Okay. And so a lot of these things that are concepts that I've had to figure out because they did not come naturally to me, a lot of times they're the same truths that normal people, as I call them, anybody who's not a slob, that normal people get without having to go through all this self-analyzation and blah, blah, blah that I do, you know, Um, we're coming to the same Truth of, wow, it's really nice to not stub your toe. It's really, and I don't know if she talks about stubbing your toe. I have no idea, but it's really nice to value open space over, um, the money that I might get for something and might not get for something. You know, I mean, so it's that thing. So I'm, I'm not sure where that that comment came from. I don't know if somebody had had a bad experience. I'm not sure, but it just made me think about you know, my, my thoughts on this book that this person has written is read it. You don't have the reason that I have that I can't read it. You read it, go read it, you know, and Hey, maybe, maybe you take one or two things from it that help you in your home. Oh my goodness. Don't we all love to have one or two little game changers in our brain that help us in our home? You know, go read that book, go, um, you know, I I was at a podcasting conference in August. I think it was August, end of July. It was like that weekend that was end of July and beginning of August. Anyway, um, and a, a lady that, um, I have known for a long time in blogging and she's very, very, very successful, way more successful than me. Anyway, we were talking and we were talking about, you know, my book and everything and just how business stuff was going. And, um, anyway, she's, she said, well, okay, who do you see as your main competition? Um, meaning like, you know, online. And I just told her, I said, you know, I said, I really don't, I don't think I have any competition. And, but I, but I was quickly, yeah. Okay. I was, mm, oh my goodness. I can't even talk. My competition is people who can speak without like going nye, nye, all the time. Yeah. There you go. No, my, I was quick to clarify what I meant by that, which is, it's not that I think, oh my goodness, nobody can compete with me. That's not it. It's just that I don't see it as competition. Like if you want to go read other blogs about cleaning and organizing, like that makes total sense to me because I'm coming from the slob perspective. So, you know, I am so not for everybody. (laughs) I mean, like that took a while to kind of realize it was like, first I thought no one would want to read this. And then I found out, oh, there are people who do want to read it and who do get something from what I'm saying. And so then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to put it out there. And then I get people who are like, oh my goodness, what is this? And I had to realize it doesn't matter what other people are doing because what other people are doing are going to help people too. It may help the people who I can't help, or it may help the people who I do help, from a different perspective. I love hearing different perspectives. So anyway, my point is I know that here's something about my husband. Um, I love him, but you know, one of the things that kind of had, okay. So like, now I will say that I have watched friends once or twice lately and thought, wow, this is, um, this is less appropriate than I remember. And I guess I've just become super prude in my old age, but, um, but I loved watching friends. I mean that, and I still do when I, you know, but I just never have any time to watch TV, but, um, but I loved watching friends. And when we got married, he was just anti, and his reason that he was anti watching friends was because it was so popular. I mean, that's his reason. That's why, I mean, he didn't watch it because everyone loved it. (laughs) And he's kind of that way. There was a show called Ed. I don't know if you watched it. Um, we loved Ed, but he would not watch it because it was so heavily promoted before it ever came on that he was like, they're saying this is going to be so great. Hmm, I'm not going to watch it. So it was like, I ended up watching it and then he kind of was in the room and went, Oh, and then ended up being one of our very favorite shows ever. But, um, but, you know, there's sometimes this natural inclination of, well, everybody loves this, so I'll bet you I would hate it. And I totally get that as a slob. You know, if everybody else looks at something and says, oh, this is going to solve all my problems, my immediate reaction is, yeah, right. Yeah, right, that's going to solve all my problems. But guess what? If it solves one little problem for you, then great. Or you can read it and go, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. But guess what? there's Noni and her book that's coming out, you know, and maybe that'll work better for you. My book is so not for everybody. I mean, if you've ever read the sales page for 28 days to hope for your home, which is my little ebook, um, that guides you through developing basic habits that will get, 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 and keep your home under control. Um, if you've read, read my sales page for that, it's all the reasons to not buy it. Like it is not for everybody. It is not for those people who can't imagine going to bed with dishes in their sink. I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing is everybody's different and yet there are universal truths. And I think sometimes it's the getting to those universal truths in your own way that makes sense and helps you grasp it. Okay. I have gone on and on and on, but the main answer to that question is, have you ever read Marie Kondo's life-changing magic of tidying up? And the answer is no. So that was a lot of babbling on to answer that one question. And I got a little bit preachy and I'm kind of sorry about that and kind of not. Okay. Um, all right. So time passage awareness disorder. When I was about, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Eight. Cause I think I was in third grade. My dad got frustrated with me one day because my room was so messy. Shocker anyway. Um, but I remember him saying, okay, I'm going to come back in five minutes. And if this room is not cleaned up, you are in big trouble. And my dad is like super calm and all that kind of stuff, you know, but he was frustrated. I'm sure it probably had something to do with the fact that I was supposed to have been cleaning for the two hours before that and hadn't made any progress because I probably started playing with my toys. Anyway, so he had come and he'd said five minutes, I'm going to be back. And if it's not cleaned up, you're in trouble. So I got to clean and I was scared. And he didn't come back. And he didn't come back. And he didn't come back. He didn't come back. And um, I got this really warped sense of five minutes. Like I thought, wait, five minutes? I thought that was a really short time, but evidently it's a really long time. Well, now as a parent, I get it. He forgot. Um, Yeah, that's what parents do. That's what we do. He forgot that he said five minutes. So he didn't come back. It was probably an hour. Well, for years, I have blamed my time passage awareness disorder on that day in my life. Because for years, I would think, hmm, well, I mean, five minutes, that's a really long, long time. I can get tons done in five minutes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that was what I blamed for the longest time. Um, I think it's also probably kind of my personality too. Um, I tend to either assume that something is going to take me so long to do that I justify putting it off because I think I don't have enough time to do it. Okay. That's one kind of time passage awareness disorder. Um, or I start something thinking it'll just take me a short amount of time and it ends up taking me 20 times that long and So then I put it off the next time because I think, well, I don't have time for that. Um, But it also goes in, you know, sometimes life just goes on and I suddenly realize, oh my goodness, I don't know how long it's been since I cleaned the bathroom. Like I really can't remember how long. So there are certain things I've had to put in place to help myself through these time passage awareness disorder challenges that I experience. Okay. So, um, one thing I have to realize is imagining or assuming I know how much time something is going to require or how long it's been since I've done such and such, um, never works out for me. Assuming does not work well for me. So I have to get reality checks. I need reality checks. So um, one of the main ways that I do reality checks on this is to use a timer, not to use a timer to make myself do something for a certain amount of time, although that's a great idea too. Um, but using a timer to help me know for a fact how long something is going to take. Um, the example that I give is emptying my dishwasher. I assumed I mean, you, I, I would have argued with you and assumed that it took at least 15 minutes to empty a dishwasher. It takes four. Four minutes. Time it. Okay? It's amazing how much less time it actually takes to do that. And that's advice that my mom had given me. She said, you know, take, go ahead and time yourself doing some of these things that you put off and put off and put off because you think it's going to take forever. Um, you know, just dusting the house or, you know, folding clothes right out of the dryer. I resisted that forever. And I don't know that it was the timer that actually made the difference, but I have timed myself doing that before. And it's less than 10 minutes. And it's amazing the difference that that makes in actually making my laundry routine happen. Um, but you know, little things like that, if there's anything that you resist doing, because you're just sure you don't have the time, time yourself doing it, time yourself doing it on a day when you're not in a hurry on a day where you've said, okay, today I have nothing to do. So I'm actually going to do such and such so that I put off all these other times because I'm sure I don't have enough time to do it. Go ahead and time yourself doing that task so that you can go, Oh, okay. Yeah. That actually only takes me seven minutes. And then that's when you start looking for those awkward pauses that of seven minutes here and there throughout your day between um, dropping off the kids at school and needing to jump in the shower so that you'll be ready to go wherever it is that you're going later. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, there are seven minute pauses in your day. And if you know for a fact, not just assuming or imagining, if you know for a fact which tasks, On you know, how long certain tasks take that, you know, are prioritized, then you can fit those in. Okay. So just kind of using that to break through those delusions. Cause I am so good at delusions. Um, other things on, um, that is, uh, you know, just does, okay. My weekly cleaning tasks, I talk about T-pad a lot with those because, um, by assigning, certain tasks to certain days, it helps me know, oh, today's Thursday. Thursday is my mopping day. Yeah, I didn't mop last Thursday. Oh, Thursday before that was, yeah, that was when I went to set. Okay. And then the Thursday before that was Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's been like a month, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's all hypothetical, completely hypothetical. I'm just giving examples. That's all. Anyway. Um, but Using those, assigning those tasks to help you realize how long it's been, you know, even little simple things like I have to run my dishwasher every night before I go to bed. Well, I don't have to look at my dishwasher and say, when was the last time I ran my dishwasher? I can just say, did I run it last night? And that helps a lot with my time passage awareness disorder is kind of making things putting things into the routine at certain parts, you know, certain places. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to quit there. It is almost Christmas y'all. Can you believe it? It is going to be Christmas. And thank you to, um, the one of you who commented and let me know, I think it's actually the 24th when Christmas is celebrated in Europe. I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to hear from more of you, um, from last week's podcast when I rambled on about that random fact. Um, but next week is Christmas. I will not be, uh, Christmas Eve is next Thursday. I will not be releasing a podcast then, but I do want to remind you that I will be, um, doing decluttering club live videos, uh, during the week after Christmas. So the first one will be on the 26th. The 27th is a Sunday. So I'm going to skip that day. But then that next week, uh, leading up to new years, a lot of people are off of work. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, okay, we canceled all activities. You know, I know our church cancels Wednesday night services during that time. Um, most, there's just a lot of people who are home, um, out of their normal routine and decluttering just becomes a thing because you've also brought a bunch of new stuff into your house. So I'm going to be, um, giving like totally manageable decluttering tasks each day. And we're going to talk about those in these live video hangouts. Um, I'm not sure which platform I'm going to be using because I keep hoping that Facebook is going to give me the opportunity, like they've given random other people to actually do live video on Facebook. Um, and if I'm able to do that, I will do it from there. But since I don't know exactly where I'm going to be, if I'm going to be on Periscope or Facebook or wherever, um, if you would like to get an email alert right before those video hangouts go live, um, you can sign up for a special list at slash club, C L U B, and that will put you on the list to get those video alerts. I am not going to send out the actual video alerts to my entire email list because I know not everybody's into video, but if you would like to be part of those, um, go ahead and sign up for that list. And that way you will get an email when they're about to go live and you'll know exactly where to go to participate in those. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and I will talk to you later. Bye.